ComC.com is your home for buying, selling, and flipping all the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 26 million cards across all sports, genres, and eras. With a ComC.com account, you can purchase cards from different sellers over time, ship them home together later, or immediately reprice them for sale on the ComC marketplace. ComC reached an incredible milestone during this year's national by processing their 100 millionth item. ComC looks forward to offering safe and easy trading card consignment for years to come and continuing to focus on fulfilling their mission to optimize everyone's enjoyment of the hobby. To stay updated with ComC, please follow them on social media at Check Out My Cards on all platforms. To learn more about the exciting changes being made at ComC, please visit blog.comc.com. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. I was spending some time with the family during the period where I usually prepare a fresh episode for you. And so today I thought I would do something a little bit different and play an interview that I did with Jacob Burris, a young man who started a podcast a little while ago. And he asked me if I would come on his show and uh, be interviewed by him. And so I thought I would share that conversation, let you know about uh, Jacob's podcast. If you've got any kids that are are collectors in your family, or if you're a kid out there, here is somebody who is in junior high and he's putting together his own sports card podcast. And so I want to give him a little publicity and let you hear what that conversation was all about. And so that is what we're going to do for today's episode. Right after I tell you about Underdog Collectibles, the online shop run by Collectors for Collectors, they break new product every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night. You can check them out at udogcollect.com to find out what they're going to be breaking, and you can always check out their physical shop in Knoxville, Tennessee as well. Check out udogcollect.com and tell them Wax Pack Hero sent you. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 35 of the Sports Card Second Podcast. Today, we are having from the Wax Pack Hero Podcast and blog, Mike Summer. How are you doing, Mike? I am doing great. Thank you for having me tonight. Oh, it's I'm super excited to have you on. Um, you're one of the original podcasts I've been listening to, honestly, since like the Fat Packs podcast, I got into that, and then basically Wax Pack Hero and Sports Car Nation. So, um, super excited to have you on. I've been listening to you for a long time. So, yeah, this is going to be super fun. Yeah, that's great. I, that's great to hear. I, I'm uh, I'm as curious to know from you what what made you want to listen to to my podcast as well. So maybe <laughs> that's something that we can cover as we as we talk today. Oh gosh, yeah. So. Um, yeah, so let's get right into it. So what? So obviously, um, let's just get your whole backstory. So you started out with the blog, and then how did the podcast come into play? Yeah, so it really started. You know, I collected when I was your age, and that's when I got my start. But probably most of my college years and my early adulthood, I didn't really collect very much. But sometime around 2015, I started to get back into it, but I realized that I was going to need to do things a little bit different if I wanted to 
collect the same way that I did when I was young and get a bunch of different cards of a bunch of my favorite teams and players. And so I started to do some buying and selling to try to raise some funds to, to kind of create the, the money that I'd be able to use to collect. So it wouldn't have to come from my paycheck or our family money, that type of thing. And so I started to do that. I started to learn more about how much had changed since when I was a kid and that wanting to share those learnings to other people who are like me coming back into the hobby. That's the reason I started the blog. And so I started to put some of that stuff on, on the screen and, and write articles and, and make posts about that. And as, as I started to do more and more of that, there were a couple other podcasts who had invited me to come on as a guest and talk about that. And I just had so much fun interacting with, with people kind of using the, the voice recordings and having those conversations as a way to, to share some of that knowledge. I said, well, maybe I should start a podcast of my own. And so that's what I did. I said, let's give it a shot. I actually talked to, to John Newman from sports card nation when I was kind of trying to test out the idea because he had had me on the podcast and I know he was having fun doing it. And so I got some ideas from him and one thing led to another. I went ahead and decided to give it a shot. And that's what I did almost two years ago. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, I honestly, I have honestly really not read your blog <laughs> recently because I don't know why I just never had, but I loved your podcast ever since honestly, Every, okay, so like John Newman had you on when you were still with the blog, only blog. And then he had you on right after your podcast came out. And I think that's where I started out listening to you. So, um, yeah, I've been around for a while. I love your show. Um, so do you – how many times are you coming out? Two, two times a week or just once? When I first started, it was two times a week. And then – the middle of 2020, I switched it to one. That yeah. was around the same time that I bought out one of the local card shops in our town. And so okay. with family commitments, and I have two two girls that are in sixth grade and eighth grade, and their activities were going on and that type of thing. I said, you know what? I'm still having fun doing this podcast, but I'm going to need to cut it down to one time a week just with everything else going on. Yeah, that yeah, that definitely makes sense. So tell us a little bit about your card shop. So you're still doing that, right? Yep. Yep. I'm tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So it's kind of a fun passion project for me. It's kind of a side hustle. Um, I have a, a kind of a regular nine to five day job, but I just have the card shop open on the weekends. And, yeah. and what we do is I kind of rent some dedicated space within one of the other card shops that's in town. He kind okay. of had some unused space. And so I, I worked out a deal where I kind of rent that space, have my own area, my own showcases and all of that type of stuff. And um, I just am in there for about four hours on Saturday and Sunday afternoons and people come in, have fun, hang out. So we kind of have two shops in one. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that would be that sounds pretty cool, actually. I, I, I was I was sort of trying to picture that and I'm just like, hmm, how would that work? But. Yeah, I mean, that yeah, that sounds like a pretty good idea, though. Like, if you have an unused room or whatever, a back room, whatever, you can use that. I mean, that's an easy way for the owner of the property to make a little extra buck there. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, I give him a little bit, you know, I, I pay rent to him, and then it kind of brings in traffic for both of us, you know, yeah. and so it, it, works, it works out pretty well. I don't know that a lot of, of shops do that or have tried that type of thing, but it's working really well for us. 
yeah, I mean, it would work out for everybody. Like you're making it, you're making the money from it. He's making the money from it. So, yeah, that would that would um definitely work out for everybody in that situation. So, um, tell us a little bit about who are your favorite PC guys and uh, your PC projects you're working on right now. Yeah, so there's there's probably a couple. So my the, really the only guys that I actively try to collect are some of the guys that are were some of the big names when I was growing up. You know, so when I was growing up in the '80s and '90s, uh, Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls were were really big. I played basketball in in junior high and high school, and so uh, Michael Jordan is one of the the PCs. And you know, I've got quite a few different Jordan cards. And whenever I come across one in some of the collections that I'm buying that I don't have, I add that to the PC. Um, I've got a, a Cubs collection with a lot of the the players that they've had on their teams over the years. It kind of started with Ryan Sandberg, and it kind of expanded to all the guys that were on the team here um, over the last five or six years when they won the World Series and all of that type of thing. And then the kind of bigger focus that I've had over the last couple of years is going back, starting in the 70s and working my way backwards to put together some of the top baseball sets from that era. And so I've over the last couple of years, I've put together all the sets from the seventies and have started to move into some of the sets from the sixties now. Wow. Yeah. That's, that could be a um, expensive project there. Yeah. One of the things that I, you know, that helps it not be too bad is when it comes to those really old cards, I am not very picky about condition. I just want it to be a real card. And so, I, you know, you can still find a lot of those um, commons from the 60s. If you don't mind that they're a little bit beat up, you can still find them for a quarter or something like that. Um, and so that helps keep it a little more affordable. I'm not going after like high grade versions or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, I, if I was collecting that, I really wouldn't care as long as you can tell who the player is on the card and it, that it's real obviously, but yeah. Um yeah, so obviously we can tell who your teams are, Chicago Cubs, the Bulls, obviously. So yep. I'd expect you're from Chicago or were from Chicago if he, uh, of course, everybody did love the Bulls, but like, you know. Yeah, I grew I grew up and I currently live in central Illinois, so about two hours um, south of Chicago. So if you kind of yeah. drew a line between St. Louis and Chicago, I'm kind of right in the middle there. Yes, man, that is like so close to the national. That'd be so fun. You could like, man, that really would be fun. I wish I was close to the national. I'm in Kentucky, so like that's, I mean, it's a drivable distance, but still I wish I was closer. Like I've talked to like Brody the kid and like obviously you you guys are like really like have the national in your backyard. <laughs> yeah, it's nice being able to just have about a an hour and a half or two hour drive to get up there. Yeah, so um, like you said, so you had a question for me at, that we mentioned at the start. So why don't you go ahead and uh, ask me that if you want to. Yeah, I was just curious. You know, I love to hear the stories of the different people who listen to my podcast or or read the blog and the things that they tell me that they learn from it because it seems like everybody has something just a little bit different that they take away from it. So with you at your age, I'm just curious, what are some of the, the reasons that you even listen to the podcast? What are you able to learn from it at your age? Yeah, so obviously right now we're in the ultra modern world. Like there's not the odd like there's not really that many oddballs. There's not 
Um, it's just kind of the same sets every year. Like you can, it's easy, easily predictable yeah. what happened. Um, so honestly, like I really liked your analysis on the old sets and like all of your oddball issues you talked about and especially the vintage stuff, because like, obviously I was born in the mid to late two thousands and I'm in the two thousands still like, it's awesome. I feel like it's really fun to learn about the old stuff to get more knowledge. Like Dr. Becky, who I talked to, he's been around basically since almost since the entire history of tops. Like it's like trying to learn about that stuff is I'm trying to get more knowledge about that stuff. And especially I really, really like learning about the oddballs. I don't know why, but oddballs are just so interesting to me that I just loved listening to those episodes, especially yeah, I really, I really like doing those episodes because yeah. to be honest, they were around when I was younger, but I didn't pay that much attention to them either. And so I've just come to appreciate that kind of stuff more and more all the time too. So I'm glad to hear that because I have some of the most fun talking about some of those oddball sets and the food issue sets like Hostess and Kellogg's and, yep. and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love listening to those. They're super interesting and want to say you do do a great job on those so <laughs> kudos well, thank you all right so i mean you've kind of mentioned this earlier but like what keeps you going in podcasting you create one of your most famous episodes was why don't you quit collecting i can't remember something about that but like what makes you keep doing podcasting what makes you keep collecting you know i think you know i'm I was wondering, or I'm wondering if you've experienced this yet too in, in your podcasting career, but yeah, you know, there's times where it feels like um, you're not sure what you want to say, or you're not sure if anybody is really going to be interested in a topic that you want to share. Um, but one of the reasons that I keep doing it is because it gives me a chance to just get recorded and, and kind of get out there who I am and and what's important to me and um, it means a lot to me when I hear other people, um, say that they got something out of one of the episodes or that it helped them or entertained them or, um, that they were listening to it when they were doing something significant to them and, and it's going to stick with them or whatever it might be. And, and knowing that I, in a little way have had a chance to impact somebody's life or make somebody's life a little bit better or brighten their day just a little bit, that means so much to me. And so when I get those thank yous and that type of thing. Um, that, that just is encouragement to me that I'm able to, to make a difference, even if it's a small difference in, in somebody's day. And, and that's kind of what I'm about. So, um, that's kind of inspiration for me to, to keep on doing it and keep on sharing. And, and that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Honestly, like you said, it is the people I, I cannot stop plugging this guy, John Newman, <laughs> in my head or something. I don't know. But the hobby is the people. Um, I just That's literally the greatest tagline in history of, I don't know, taglines, I guess. But, yeah, he, he came up with a good one there. Yeah, that is. We talked about it the other day. I mean, he just thought it up. I don't know how one's mind just goes with that kind of tagline. That's just insane. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's the people that – um, keep me going, obviously, like having guests on the show is the most fun possible thing you can do. So uh, a couple more things, but first of all, I forgot to mention this in the PCs, but what 
is your favorite card in your collection and what is your most valuable card in your collection? My favorite card, you know, I've, I think people have asked this in a couple different ways and I'll still use the same card, but it's a card that is not worth a nickel probably, but my 1986 tops Thad Bosley baseball card is probably still my favorite card in my collection. That was the very first card on top of the very first pack that I ever opened. And so it was a Cubs player. I was a Cubs fan and that's what got me hooked. And so I, I, if I didn't have that card and if that card wasn't there, I don't know if I would have ever started collecting, but that that's just how it all played uh, or came together. And so that is still my favorite card in my collection. Uh, the most valuable card is probably um, my Michael Jordan Fleer rookie card. Oh, nice. That and, is iconic right there. Yeah, it is one that I had always wanted, and I just finally was able to get it earlier this year. It's a PSA 1.5 fair so it is not a high grade card it is not worth a ton it's not worth the money that some of those jordan rookies are, are selling for but it's still worth a decent amount and um it, it's probably probably the most valuable card that i've got yeah that's awesome i mean if you have a michael jordan 86 Fleer, i mean not many people can say they have a better card than that i mean there is a couple but not very many um so one more thing. I love asking people about this because I love hearing the story. So do you have, like, what is your best and or favorite baseball card story you have? The best or favorite baseball card story that I have. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Because obviously there's people like um, John Newman's been around for a while. He's had some pretty good stories dr beckett of course has a lot of good stories but i just wanted to see if you had any good ones <laughs> i th i think one of the the stories that that rings true to me that that is pretty cool and it's it's a story that probably spans 35 years at this point but when i was this was probably 1986 or 1987 it was when the, within the first couple of years that i was collecting there was, you know, a bunch of kids in my neighborhood collected and the bears, the Chicago bears had just won the Super Bowl, you know, within the last year or so. And I had gotten some old football cards from my grandparents attic and I cared more about the new bears than I did about the old bears. But there were a couple other kids in my neighborhood who liked some of the older bears. And so at one point, one summer, we got out Dr. Beckett's kind of annual book of prices. And we figured out a trade where I traded a 1968 Gale Sayers rookie card to, and gave that to one of my friends. And he gave me a Jim McMahon rookie card, who was the, the big bears quarterback at the time huh. and a few other things. Um, and we just made that trade and it was fair at the time. We used the price guide to, to find fair values for those. But looking back on it, he got the better end of it. Yeah. But, well, it turns out that 35 years later, earlier this summer, we both work for the same company. And he said, Hey, I was thinking about this the other day. I found these cards that I traded oh. to you and I've had them together ever since we were 10 years, 10 or 11 years old or whatever it was. 
and I want you to have them back. Oh my and, that is and awesome. so he gave me back those exact cards that I traded him when, when I was about seven or eight and he was nine or 10. And, um, now I have those cards back again. So, uh, it's just a, a story that spans, you know, 35 years. And we just coincidentally happened to, to work for the same company right now and run into each other. And, and that's, that's, that's one of the more meaningful stories, um, card related stories uh, for me right now. Oh yeah, that is a great story. I mean, of course, like just what a coincidence. You work for the same company. He still has the cards you trade him together. That's awesome. Yep. The Gale Sayers rookie. I mean, that's a Hall of Famer right there. So, um, a nice, a nice uh, card that you gave away. In 1986. Yep, and I still have that Jim McMahon rookie too. But but. It always, uh, it always will have a special place in my heart too because of the the circumstances. Alrighty, so just to wrap things up, you go ahead and plug everything: your blog, your podcast, your social medias. Go for it. Sure. Yeah. If you want to to read more about some of those oddballs that we were talking about, and and just some of the other thoughts that are on my mind, you can check out waxpackhero.com. And then every Tuesday, I release a new podcast episode of the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. And that is available pretty much everywhere that podcasts are found. Um, and if you want to get a hold of me in a very timely manner, you can get a hold of me on, on Twitter at the Mike Summer. And I've also, uh, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Wax Pack Hero. All righty. So um, one more thing. I do have to say, I did get my podcast name from your podcast as well. All right. So, the um, I was talking to Johnny when I'm appearing on his show. Actually, I already did when this podcast drops. I the pod the podcast that I was on with him dropped Friday, but okay. I um was talking about it, and he was like, "Well, Sports Card Minute was already taken." I was like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> That's well, I am honored. I'm honored to be the inspiration for the sports card second. Yes. All right. Well, thank you once again for joining the show. Check them out on the podcast. Give him a sub, give him a rating, give him a review. He's an awesome guy. And I know you're going to love his podcast because he is super in depth with all the shows. Once again, it's your boy, Jacob signing off episode 35. Keep collecting. Peace. The Sports Card Shop is your small town local card shop with the global reach. Located in New Buffalo, Michigan, the shop is one of the most accessible in the Midwest. In addition to being an authorized Panini direct dealer, the Sports Card Shop carries all major trading card brands, including Tops, Upper Deck, Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh!, and more. With all that new wax, a half million singles, and showcases full of graded cards, you're sure to find something great for your collection, whether you're just starting out or a seasoned collector. The Sports Card Shop is your one-stop shop. So call us, come see us, or visit us on the web and social media. Our phone number is 269-469-0140. Website is thesportscardshop at moco.com. The Sports Card Shop is part of the MoCo Retail Group, connecting sports, the hobby, and people around the world. 
Well, thanks again to Jacob for having me on. It was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed hearing what he is doing as a junior high student to get started with podcasting and sharing his love of sports cards with everybody. So check out his show, The Sports Card Second. I'll be back next week with a fresh episode. My guest is going to be David Peck, the wrestling card super collector. We're going to have a great conversation about wrestling cards. So tune in next week for that. In the meantime, reach out to me on Twitter at TheMikeSummer. Send me an email at waxpeckhero at gmail.com. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. I really appreciate it. That's all I've got for you today. So I'll catch you next time.